This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switch to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast for the week of July 9th. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined on the podcast to discuss all things that are happening slash not happening in Raptors basketball. Asad. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? I just want to get all the yo's out of the way early so all the people who want to leave bad reviews can do that That's quick true. and just dip. There's some negative reviews whenever you come on, but uh, you're the most, you're the most reliable, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Harsh was busy, so, you know, it is. Harsh was busy. Um, are you watching Summer League? Uh, here and there. Like, I watch, I watch a couple of, today's game I didn't watch because it was work, but All I watch a part of a game. Terrible. The thing is, I only, only like, there's only like two guys on the roster that are going to be on the team, so. Yeah. At least OG looks okay, to... but like. There's nothing to watch that, for. That, it's, it's really sad. Like, I actually really do enjoy watching Summer League. Like, some random stuff always happens. Like, maybe CJ Fair dunks on Bruno and he cries or whatever. But, like, there's just nothing. Remember when we had Hassan Whiteside randomly? Like, that was cool. Like, yeah. just nothing cool is, like, this not year. Even, outside of even the Raptors Summer League, the rookies this year just aren't that interesting. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, like the most interesting rookie would have been Doncic, and he's not even in. Uh, do you see them, like, uh, the Shea Gilgis Alexander tape? He looked all right. Yeah. Yeah, he's like if Delon Wright would shoot the basketball in the mid range. Yeah, like, no, I think he's gonna be good, but like, yeah, the Raptors is really nothing really. Like the only thing to watch for is just watching like Nick Nurse getting really pissed off at the sideline. Oh, he's gonna be a very annoying coach on the sideline. All right, yo, let's let's start there with Nick Nurse, man. This man is. I don't think he's intentionally trying to talk a big game, but like when he's put on the spot, he just comes across as like really honest. Um. And to go from, like, Dwayne Casey's, like, very slick media training to Nick Nurse just being like, yeah, you know, we're going to hold DeMar accountable defensively. <laughs> yo, 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 when they asked him that on Sirius XM Radio, which if you haven't seen it already, you should go see it. I mean, like, you know, Nick yo, Nurse. He had not... so much anger in his words. Yeah, yo, he was like, man, you know, our stars have to, it's it's not even about them performing great in the playoffs. It's just about them performing average when they have yo, a bad he, game. He started it off by saying <laughs> the, the, I'm most worried by, but honestly, Demar, and it's like, holy crap, man, that's a hard way to start a, yeah. start a phrase. Yo, and I'm most worried about Demar. He's like, damn. He he was also like, you know, Kyle actually had a pretty good playoffs. You know, Demar has some pretty good moments, and I was like, what? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it's just, I mean, yeah. So I mean, I guess the theme of the summer is really like, you know, expecting different things out of Demar, which uh, is is really the theme of every summer. Um, but specifically, Nick Nurse said um, that you know he wants to hold Demar more accountable. He wants to have him guard um, all stars in occasional games just to sort of get his compete level up. And you know he did say that Demar was uh, on board with all this that they had talked about it. Uh, but I mean, it's 
and that's nothing he's saying is not true. It's just a, like I don't know if he can sort of deliver on this. I mean, first off, like what do you do? What do you just think about Nick Nurse's media comments overall? Like his approach towards it, and do you think Demar would actually respond by playing better defense? I don't know if Demar responds by playing better defense. I do think like Demar is not the type to take anything badly. Like Demar is all like even when you like uh, I think there was a. They did the piece on him when they were talking about his dad and how he grew up. Yeah. And like, that's his dad used to like completely rip him and they, he tell all their, he tell all of his coaches to just like go hard on him as hard as they could, right? Yeah. So I don't think like DeMar's personality isn't one where it's like if a coach goes hard on him, he's going to get an ego of any kind. That's true. So I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think there'll be any issues in that sense. Um, whether it actually like turns into anything, you know, I, I think it would turn into something like, yo, like last season, it was all about, okay, DeMar's got to learn how to shoot a three. And pass. And pass. And he learned how to pass. His passing is solid, very solid. Even his three ball was solid until, like, And his three ball was January. fine. Like, as long as, and, like, his, like, if, if, if anything that you want to look at last year, just look at the shot distribution. Yeah. That DeRozan had. His, that long mid-range was just gone. Yeah. Which is weird, man. Like, I don't, I, I barely remember any of those sidestep mid-range jumpers that I personally love. Yeah, because they look nice. Look <laughs> that's how you know. That's how I know you're a Kobe fan. <laughs> but yeah, so I I definitely think tomorrow will probably switch up a little bit. Mm. Like we've seen it in bursts, right? Like you throw him on Harden one on one, and he does. He's a good defender when he's active, when he gives a damn. Like there were those two possessions, <laughs> two possessions, <laughs> those two possessions, two possessions against LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, where yeah, he yeah. he locked That's down true. LeBron, they got stops, true. and but both both of them went out of bounds because the Raptors couldn't get the ball, yeah. and of course Cleveland inbounded and got a three off of like a offensive rebound or something, so it ended up being three points anyways. But you yeah. know, hey, something. Yes, that's yeah. I mean, look, can we agree that like most of what Demar needs to do is just like show effort on defense? Like, if you watch him from game to game, there's entire games where he's not in a defensive stance at all. Like he's just like standing straight up, and if a player decides to go one direction, he's gone. Goes the other way, it's gone. If there's a screen, he's gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot of games where he needs to sort of just get in a better position, and if he's really engaged, I think he could do better because like he's been in the game a long time. He's already a pretty sophisticated offensive player, so he understands like where he's supposed to be, where he's supposed to rotate. You know what the offense is trying to do against him, and. He knows what to do. He just honestly doesn't really um, put an emphasis on doing it. And that's why I thought it was interesting when Nick Nurse said, um, you know, we need to challenge him on that end of the floor. We need to hold him a little bit more accountable. Um, because that kind of implicitly, you know, implies that he wasn't held accountable before um, by Dwayne Casey. And I don't, I don't, it's not, I don't mean to say this as a, as a way to shit on Dwayne Casey, but like Dwayne was very much like, stars first um you know like do your thing on offense and like i guess we'll just make up the rest behind them but like if the raptors want to get to that next level uh, especially since demar is not that kind of next level score then he needs to provide um other things he needs to play, basically play more like larry where larry is obviously very limited but he tries his very best at everything which um helps compensate some of the weaknesses yeah, like Lowry, definitely a possession maximizer. Yeah, he's a tryhard. Uh, he's a he's a crystal yeah. tryhard with a big ass. But like, I think the only things I have, like the only points I have on Nick Nurse is like, look, I don't think the team's gonna like if the team comes back as it is, which we don't know whether it is, but if it comes back as it is, there's no reason to believe it's gonna be any worse than last year. I don't think at least. Well, what if they have some more injuries? I feel like last year their injury situation was really strong for them. Like you know, no no Kyle Lowry injury for the first time in a long time. Yeah, but they also like they also like maintained like like they had Kyle on. Uh, wait, wasn't there a Kyle injury? Didn't he hurt his ass? That was like one game. He like fell in the Nets game, and then he like sat out one game to the Heat, where Serge Ibaka fought James Johnson, <laughs> and then and then Kyle came back. Yeah, but we had like we missed JV for quite a few games last season. Um, you know, Kyle hurt his ass. No, it was a pretty uh, healthy year. I feel like. It was okay. Yeah. I think it was okay. But then again, we also play ten deep, so That's it's true. not really expected to. That's true. Take too many injuries. CJ was missed a lot of oh, games. Oh yeah, yeah, CJ had like six so kids or something. Yeah, and they weren't even injuries. They were just like 
He was me, yo. He had a he had a t- tooth infection. Dude, come on, man. What's going on there, CJ? Do better. Nah, but yeah. So like, this guy, I think they'll be fine. No way. Kyle had the flu for like a week. Remember, he had the death flu. Was that after he? Uh, <laughs> was that after no, that Bill Nova won the title? The he also had the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, two flus. Kyle yeah, is shameless, man. He he really is shameless. He's like he's the kind of guy that's gonna call in sick after the work party. Like he's just like, nah. <laughs> you know why I'm sick? I don't care. I'm calling in sick. Uh, it's okay. He, yeah, he works no, I his think ass the only the only real differences I see going in next year, like if the team comes back as it is, there's no reason on my end to believe they're gonna do any worse, especially regular season wise. We can talk playoffs later. Okay. But in terms of like the things, like Nick Nurse said, he wanted Kyle to have the ball a little bit more. Okay. That's probably to take some of the load off Demar, so that way they can actually give Demar a defensive assignment. So it gives them like at least takes that excuse away from them. Okay. Um, you're probably going to see a little bit more Fred VanVleet this year, which should be nice. Okay. Um, and so I don't I don't expect them to step back anywhere. I think the like their offense was perfectly fine all year, even in the playoffs. The offense worked. And the offensive so rating in the playoffs was second. Behind Golden yeah, State, like, and it was like fractions behind Golden State. I'm not saying obviously they're as good as Golden State. It's just they like the one thing fine. I yeah. the one thing I don't worry about the Raptors now is their process. Like the process is good. Okay. So I'm not terribly worried about that. Isn't that just like a like a commentary on coaching? Like the coaching coaching says the process, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. And last year the the processes that changed were Nick Nurse having a bigger role. Yeah. So you know. I'm I'm personally optimistic about Nick Nurse. Yeah. I'm not saying he's some like godsend coach by any means. I don't know that. Yeah. But he seems to be someone who's very open to just scrapping everything and thinking outside the box. Experimental. Which is something. Yeah. Which I think something you need. I think you need that in your coach, especially at a top level. Mm-hmm. You need to have someone who's just willing to try stuff rather than just you know, kind of hope that you get a victory. That Casey would kind of do a lot. Yeah. Like, we're going to run this and hope it works. And if it works, we win. Awesome. If it doesn't, then oh well. I think that that probably goes to part of the thinking with the coaching change because it wasn't, it wasn't like Dwayne Casey wasn't bringing enough to the table. Like he was doing a lot of good things, but it was just sort of a change in ideas and change of sort of how you do things. And I think that's what Nick has consistently said in his interviews. Um, like when he talked about JV earlier, um, you know, in this week, he said, Quote, he used to just have to run the floor, go on the block, throw him a couple of times here and there, and tell him to the offensive rebound and get back. And sometimes he would go up and down, up and down, up and down, and never touch the ball. And every time at the end of the first quarter, I asked the referee to give him a ball, and I had it to Jonas because he hasn't touched it yet or something like that. Which, by the way, all this sounds like a wild shot at Dwayne Casey, but it's not <laughs> It's not a lie either, right? Like, remember how many times, in, especially in 14-15 and 15-16, where the Raptors would start the game with like three, four straight, you know, post-up search for JV. And then after that, just ignore him for like long stretches of the game. Um, yeah, that was every single game you'd watch. Like, yeah, like I, that season, I think I went to go watch like four games live that season. Right. Like within like a month or two, cause I was getting free tickets. Nice. It's pretty great. Yeah. But, and it was like every game would start and I, I would take different people. And every time they'd like usually be like casual fans. They'd be like, "Oh man, JV's dope." Because literally five minutes of the game, JV would have ten points, yep. and then he would end the game with twelve points. Yep. It's like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. And like, like I see them on the court, I just don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like the offense changes, and it was like, okay, so I think that that's the one thing where it's like I felt I felt the, like I I was kind of iffy on whether we we should have fired Casey or not. And then as soon as we fired him, I realized, oh yeah, that's the right move. Like now it's like clear. I was like, yeah, that that was definitely the way to go. Mm. Probably should have fired him a year ago, but um, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. Um, shout out to Casey, by the way, for calling Henry Ellenson um, young Dirk. That's uh, so disrespectful. Henry Ellenson has one career block in two seasons, like one. Did he call him young Dirk, or did he just say he was Dirk like? He said he has shades of young Dirk. Oh, Shades of Young Dirk. Well, like, Young Dirk like, looks very good. Skin Shades. Like, yeah, Young Dirk was white, and then Henry Allenson is white, so. <laughs> and young, young Dirk was scared of America. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think, so I think, look, changing the coaching, I think, works in the sense that if you play a little bit differently and if you want to argue more correctly, you can say so, whatever. I don't think necessarily the correct way to play basketball, but 
Um, it, I think correct is relative to the talent. But regardless, if you think that the talent was not being maximized in a specific system and you bring in a new, new guy to run a different system, uh, in nurse, then like, I think at least that approach can help the Raptors get more clarity. Not that you necessarily need more clarity, but more clarity as to how the ceiling of this team, um, like what the ceiling of this team is because like, I mean, a big again another big reason why Nurse is hired is because of the, you know this thing that he said. I mean, it's it's more fun for everybody. Two years ago we passed the ball 250 times per game. Last year it was like 310. We're passing the ball. Everyone's touching it. There's a little bit more opportunity. We have a uh, we have more reading what's there rather than playing such stagnant offense. Uh, it's more fun for Jonas, and I think it made him uh, make that leap in both ends of the floor. And like you know that's that's. That's pretty much the Raptors thinking, I guess, because the roster, at least right now, we can talk about this little Kawhi rumor that's going on. Um, but as of right now, the roster looks the same. And so at least try to play differently, which is weird, though, because they tried to play differently last year, too. And I guess they succeeded in that end. It's just defensively they weren't there. And I don't know if that, that, that anything that happened this summer solves their defense necessarily. I think the problem is we're looking at every single move as being the move to take them to a championship caliber team. True. But it's not just about that. Like, you just need to make moves sometimes to improve your basketball team. And I don't think you can say that by switching from one coach in Casey, who was more, you know, set in his ways and un- unwilling to make, like, proactive changes and was more reactive. Mm. For changing from that style to a coach who's more proactive, at least in thought and approach, Yeah. You, I don't think you can say that that's, a, that's not an improvement. Even if it's a marginal improvement. True. So, like, like if you want to be miserable and just be like, well, what does it even matter? Well, why do you even watch basketball then? Yeah. Because guess what? It doesn't matter because then just tune in for the finals and root for the team that ends up winning it so you can feel happy about yourself. Yeah, I mean, technically nothing matters in the era of the Warriors, man. Like, come on. Um, yeah, uh, before we talk about the Kawhi thing, though, Let's talk about the Raptors as currently presented. All right, um, I would argue the Raptors are are ahead of Philadelphia in terms of just um, how far these teams can go in a playoff setting. Um, I think Philadelphia is is going to be very tough because they have two like elite athletes. You think you think we're tied to Philadelphia, dog? Philadelphia no, no, no. is not a good team. No, I think we're ahead of Philadelphia, and that's the thing. I think people are overrating Philadelphia a little bit because they're just assuming this like magical leap for them, but I'm like, I see some very defined ceilings for this team. Right? Like, like we saw Joel Embiid get outplayed by Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines cooked him. That's why he spent this whole like, time like on Instagram roasting like, him, because he, he has a Joel Embiid can barely play more than 30 minutes without looking like an absolute, like... Bro. Like, what are we talking about? Joel Embiid is just Jonas Valanciunas with Twitter fingers. He shoots 30% from three. He's worse than Jonas from three. Literally. Talk about it. Let's go. He couldn't. He couldn't defend Al Horford. I mean, who else can't defend Al Horford, JV? <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think people are. I think. Um, I just think naturally. I think a lot of people are looking at Philadelphia like, "Hey, this is a young, up and coming team. They're going to automatically make the jump." But I'm thinking like, what jump are they specifically making? Like, is Markel Fultz going to come back and have a functional jumper after a whole year of forgetting how to shoot? Right, like he Defense, shot, he shot the Ben's whole year. Like, start attempting three pointers. Yeah, it is exactly is, attempting. Is Ben Simmons even going to shoot a basketball, or is he still going to be shooting through you, coward? Right, and then like, what's the next level for Embiid? Like, I, I'm not entirely sure what the next level is. So, like, unless there's like one of these giant leaps happening from those players, where one of these fundamentally um, limiting factors suddenly change, I think Philadelphia is still pretty limited. Also, like their playoff run and like the end of the season was. Oddly. They weren't even that good in the playoffs, man. They were ugly. They they yeah. had trouble against the Heat. Well, they, well, I mean, well, I think the Raptors would have trouble against the Heat too, just based on the way they play defense. But like, I think a lot of it was also based on like how good Marco Bell and Alien, and like Ersan Ilya yeah. Silva were for them. They were godly. Remember for that game and one, they scored like 127 points. That like their best their best run was have Redick, Ilya Silva, and Bellinelli all out there, all shooting at a ridiculous clip. And then that was like that was basically the squad. And then you either had Embiid in there with Simmons, or you had Covington in there. Yeah. Instead of Embiid. Yeah. So that was it. And it was like, okay, well, you look into this year. It's like, well, they're replacing it with young guys and hoping that they improve. They picked up that dude from the Bucks, right? Or who did they pick up? 
They picked up Wilson Chandler in a salary dump from Denver. After, after, after they spent like months telling people, hey man, we got this max cap room right here. We're going to go sign Paul George. You know, we might add him with Kawhi. We might add LeBron with Kawhi. And then they're like, nah, we got Wilson Chandler. Philadelphia, I really don't care about because like, They'll be fine, but I feel like we treat them like the Bucks, like yeah. the way that we treated the Bucks two years ago, where it was like, yeah. "Oh, look at all these young guys; they're so good and great." It's like, well, it's gonna take them like three years to mit- like take a leap. Okay, wait, hold on. Which team would scare you more in the playoffs then, um, Philly or Indiana? I don't think either of them. Man. Indiana lost guys this year too, right? Did Thad sign back? Yeah, Thad, Thad picked up his player option. And Thad's getting old. Yeah, Thad had a nice playoffs though. I really liked what Thad did for them. He, he had a really good defense against. Thad would be great um, on the Raptors. I like Thad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Oladipo was hot and cold. I think. I, I still think the problem with that that Pacers team is that it's just one guy that can score, right? So why not just trap him? And like, yeah. if if Thaddeus Young can beat me on four or three scenarios all the time, and like, then okay, and he, cool. Like Nate McMillan's a fine coach. Like he did a good job last year, but you saw in the playoffs, like for whatever reason. He just kept running pick and rolls for Victor Oladipo yeah. for seven games. Even though he, he could just, just blow by his man one on one. I don't he's understand. Blowing by these guys. And he says like, no, 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 no. Call the pick and roll so then the trap happens and we take the ball out of our best player's hands every single time. Yeah, I know it's like Miles Turner breaking shots nonstop. Like Miles Turner's yeah, Miles stock Turner, fell a lot. Miles Turner is legitimately like a drummond. I don't, Ooh. I don't enjoy him. Like he's probably got a great high end, but like that high end's only coming like one every ten games. Yeah, people are calling him Lamarcus Aldridge, and I, yeah, I don't know, I don't think so, I don't think so. Um, so yeah, Indiana's not really that much of a threat. Um, Milwaukee, I mean, we've seen what Milwaukee does. By the way, Milwaukee didn't change the roster this summer, really. Like all they did was get Ersan Ilyasova back again. Like, <laughs> word, you're like you look at your team, Ersan Ilyasova like, is on the Bucks for like the 18th time. Say, wait, Marco Bellinelli's on the Spurs for like the 18th yeah, time. Like, what are these teams doing? It was like day one of Fridges, and they're like, all right, number one target, Ersan Ilyasova. It's like word, like really, and then like they're gonna lose Jabari Parker because. Jabari doesn't do much for him anyway, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. I think, like, but I'm saying, with like, the Bucks, it's all just going to come down to, like, how Giannis improves as a player. Because, like, the big the big glaring issue they had was, like, Giannis's like, he, he, read of the game yeah. was just slow. He didn't pass that well. He's not a good passer as of yet, and that's a big issue. I just think he's, he's in so, a scoring mindset, right? So, like, he's like DeMar. Like, if yeah, he's in he a just, passing he mindset, he can He doesn't read pass. well. Like, he, he yeah. just had bad reads of the game. It was like, what is he doing? Well, it's a good thing that he's so, with Eric Bledsoe, then. Yeah. That's also great. Like, they have Eric Bledsoe for how many more years? Like, one more at least? One more year. This is yeah. last year. And Eric Bledsoe, I really, like, poof. Bro, he's not. He, I, I think he's... I feel like he's I feel he's the type to fall off a cliff quickly. He already has. I think he injury, did. Right? Yeah, he got exposed in the playoffs really hard. Like, I, I'm, look, man, I, I know, like... We've, we've like, yo, I know the Celtics are, like, a good team, so we shouldn't totally slander them, but the Celtics team that these, like, the Heat and the freaking, um, the Bucks lost to? Yeah. That was goddamn pathetic. Dude, okay, this Celtics team beat the Sixers in five games? That was... And their hilarious. one win was close? Like, I mean, three of those games were close in the series, but their one win was close? So they really could have gotten swept by Aaron Baines? Is this what you're telling me about like, the Celtics? I could understand losing to like a healthy Celtics team, but losing to the Celtics team they lost to? Yeah. That was pathetic because the Cavs are probably the least talented of the three teams that the Celtics face. Just that they had the best player. Yeah. And yet the Celtics washed both the Bucks and the the what I can't even remember. The Sixers, exactly. yeah. They they Sixers. really washed the Sixers five games. And I just want to say it again, like the Raptors, the Raptors, just because like people only remember how the Raptors lost and it has such a bad taste in their mouth. Guys, we literally lost to a nightmare matchup in which two of the games were legitimately close. Sure, it's a 4-0 sweep. It's whatever. You can't die that. But it was literally a nightmare matchup where their best two players we could not guard in any scenario. Yeah. And now that doesn't exist. Us against all the other teams, we were perfectly fine. Okay. Let's build it up. Let's okay. Let's build it this way. Okay, against the Bucks, what's our defensive game plan? We put OG yeah. on Giannis. Yeah, and you just help off their shooters because okay, Tony Snell lets you hit eleven threes again. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that I think we could we we win that formula. 
right? Yeah, because like, the thing is, against the Bucks, we could just play Siakam and OG. Yeah, we really could. And that would just be it. Hell, you could survive with. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Forget it. Also, their second score is just Chris Middleton. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna say we could trust Mafuzi, but we can't. No, 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 no. no. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Mafuzi actually played a pretty big role in that 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 first uh, that Buck series. Although he, I'm so he, he, mad. I'm so mad at him because I haven't heard that song in like four months. Yo, it's such a good song. That, I was just. I literally was just talking about that with Harsh in the chats. It's like. That song they is wasted so it, good. man. It's the song is so wasted, good. It would have been the song of the summer. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but now I'm just pissed. Every time I hear that song, I just think about Serge Ibaka turning the ball over to Kyle Korver. Dude, Kyle God. Korver stole the ball from him. Serge Ibaka turning the ball over three three halves in a row. <laughs> to start three halves in a row. After he finally got the start after being benched. <sighs> um, Anyways, back, back to the topic. Yeah, okay, so okay, that's how we beat the Bucks. Um The Pacers, I think, is actually even way more straightforward. You just trap Victor Oladipo on any pick and roll. And you're good. Yep. Um, Washington, we just beat, and they're not any better, so we don't need a new strategy against them. Excuse me, they have uh, they have All Star and two time Defensive Player of the Year, Dwight Howard. Don't forget the fact that he's also a twelve time father. <laughs> okay. Dude, I think I think they could be very dangerous. You don't know, man. Okay. Yo, so, hey, sometimes the best team doesn't win. Okay. <laughs> Yo, that was crazy. <laughs> How much? How much shit they were talking after you know, losing. Uh, OG, OG getting a fight to, today in Summer League, uh, had me go back to the OG fights. And dude, he fought oh, Marquise yeah. Morris like twice last year. Yeah. Also called, also called of, uh, also uh, had some choice words from him off the bat. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Shout out to OG, man. He does, he does not back down on anybody. Yo, you gotta post that on the TL so I can re- retweet it. I, I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. The uh, close up on his mouth. That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. Um. Yeah, and then who else is really a threat? Like the, the Sixers. I think the Sixers. You put OG on Ben Simmons. Um, they don't run pick and roll, which is really like plays into the Raptors' hands. I think the Sixers is the bigger challenge. Is the Sixers are really tough defensively. Um, yeah. and so the Raptors will have a hard time scoring. Like Embiid at the rim is going to really cut down on how much pressure the Raptors can put on the basket. And so their shooters aren't going to have as much room to shoot because everyone can stay at home. But like, yeah. but I also trust Nick Nurse to be the type of coach to hunt JJ Redick. Yeah, who's like 35 this year now. How okay, dog? Can we just talk about JJ Redick making like you know how we all kill like KCP for making 30 million in the last two years, right? Which is admittedly fine, pretty funny. But like <laughs> JJ Redick has made 35 million dollars. That's his entire Clippers contract. $35 million for two years, and no one clowns them at all. I mean, I guess they couldn't use the cap from anyone else, but $35 million. Honestly, it's, it's quite, quite interesting. Even in basketball. Even in basketball, it applies. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the Sixers are going to be a little bit tough. Um, I also, it depends on how we match up with Embiid in terms of just in the front court. Um yeah. I don't know if you put JV in to sort of like stop him in the post, or do you put in Serge Ibaka to sort of help cover and I don't know, just a better help rotation, I guess. But I mean, like, I, no, you just put in Siakam and have him talk shit to him and yeah, whatever language. I don't know what language they speak in Cameroon. I think it's French. It's French, yeah. Just have him talking shit to him in French. Yeah. Okay. Joel Embiid will lose his mind. He's Probably. Joel Embiid is like low key very Demarcus Cousins. Ooh. Wow. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not entirely wrong. He's just Demarcus Cousins that like really does care about defense, which is like a fantastic player. But uh yeah, I mean, so I think the Raptors like even as currently presently built, I don't think they have issues with those teams. I just think the major issue they have is with the Celtics. Um, and I don't really know. That's like, going to be a fun Eastern Conference Finals. Honestly, here's the thing: the best, like who the it's Celtics gonna come can put down five to out. Who your best five is, right? The Celtics can put so, five out, five out, and that 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 legitimately yeah. scares me. That's the only issue. So it's really gonna come down to is like, yo, how how trustworthy can OG's shot get this year? Where you can run a lineup out there with like Kyle, Fred, or Delon, mm-hmm. Demar, OG, and then Siakam, who is your only non-shooter. Because that's basically how it goes. Like, you have to, like, that would team, yeah. you either have to put Siakam in there, or the thing is against the Celtics, like, I think you could get away with Pirtle. 
I don't think okay. Pirtle would be a problem. Yeah, you can. I think, and also think like with the Celtics and how badly the offensive rebound. Like, look how much they struggle with Tristan Thompson. Like, you know, Pirtle can have a similar effect. Yeah. Also, like, I have zero. Like, that's the one team that I don't have doubts with Demar. Because yeah. DeMar cooks the god. He cooks every single defender on the Celtics. Yeah. People are like, oh, well, Gordon Hayward didn't play last year. Go check DeMar Smith. He has Gordon Hayward in Utah. Yeah. Bro, that, that dunk you had on Gobert. Oh, my right God. Right after he blew by Gordon Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> um, we lost that game, by the way. But it doesn't yeah, matter. Shout, shout out to the Celtics. Shout out to the Celtics for not trading uh, Hayward for Kawhi. Do you think I was on the because table? they they'd rather they'd rather um, mm. they'd rather op- keep their ten year window open like as if there's a ten year window anywhere in the NBA. Shout out to the Celtics Dumb. for tweeting out all white 100 emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yo, I'm serious. Look up the look up the tweets. I think it's still up. Yo, what? What yeah. did they tweet? All white 100 emoji. It was because they wore white uniforms. That is hilarious. Yeah, they, oh my god. Forgot to change from the night jobs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Celtics, they're just tough because, like, I think they could really play five out. Like, you could put Horford at five, um, and then they could put three huge wings out there in Brown, in Tatum, uh, and also Hayward, assuming he's back fully healthy, which he should be. And then Kyrie is, like, consistently killed the Raptors. Like, pick and roll coverage is not our specialty, and Kyrie just, you know, as much as Kyle Lowry has. That's sure. Yeah, that's sure, but, like, also, like, the Raptors have had a lot of success just That's attacking true. Kyrie. That's true. So like, like the one, like in the Cavs series in the past, where they would kill us is whenever Kyrie and Love would hit the bench. Mm. Yeah, that's, because but that's, you, a, you know what, that's a series where the Raptors would really need to play their coaching advantage, um, yeah. to an even because it's gonna come down to the small margins of like, over this two minute run, are you gonna be outscored by five points or you win by five points? That's, yeah, like I think, I think they have the talent advantage, but I don't think the matchups are so drastically like, um, like there's no one player on their team that we can't have a decent matchup for. Yeah. And, and like, I think that's true for the rest of the East, right? Like once LeBron left, like, you know. LeBron was such a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. Like, oh my god. I can't believe that we ever thought we had a chance of playing against a team that could just run a LeBron, mm. Kevin Love pick and roll. Mm. We have no one to guard either of those two players. That's incredible. And we, we really believe we had a shot. That's insane. Yeah. Man, thank god he's gone. Yeah, no, seriously. Thank god he's... Uh, I mean, we'll, we could talk about the Lakers in a second, but like... I don't know, man. I'm just happy LeBron retired somewhere nice. Yo, he really did retire. Now and then he he told Magic to get shitty players on his team that he can put the finger at later and be like, can't win with Rajon Rondo. <laughs> He's just gonna be doing that like the arms stretched out to like yeah. Jr. thing to the whole Every roster, the whole roster, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I don't know. I, I think it would really help the Raptors if they did make a trade. Um. Just to sort of help secure another advantage, especially um, either offensively or defensively. I think defensively they can get a little bit more versatile because they have a little bit too many um, centers and they don't have a, as many like big wings. Which is I just yeah, that's, I think that's the thing. It's just get one big wing, like yeah. one more big mobile wing. Because mm. the only issue I have with the Raptors roster at the end of the day is that like we're just, we look like a team of soccer players. Like they're just so lean. Okay. Every single dude is skinny hips. Okay. Yeah, what what an interesting like, comparison. Yeah, like they're very they're very slender. Like they look like a soccer team half the time out there. Where it's like, because like the biggest worry is like you come to the playoffs and you see it's like, oh crap! Why do the Raptors always look smaller than the other we, team? Always. Oh. Every single time. Part of it. We're like really our our thickest players are our point guards. That's that's a fact. That's really a fact. Um. And yeah, and that's why I feel like, you know, if the Raptors were able to get like a more versatile power forward, like Paul Millsap, um, and uh, one, th- one trade I threw out there was like just, uh, Serge Ibaka and DeLon Wright, um, for Millsap. It does save the, Mil- it does save the Nuggets, um, quite a bit of money in luxury tax, and it actually allows them to get under luxury tax if they stretch Kenneth Farid's contract, which they have failed to move in four years. Um, while they also get a nice little point guard at the long right, who was... That's just, actually one of my favorite things about the Raptors right now. Like, the way they were set up with the exceptions that we have. Yeah. And the fact that our roster is set up that, like, we're going to clear the decks next year or the year after. If people are trying to, 
like cut salary or they're trying to cut down, like create salaries cap space for next year or whatever. Like it's really easy to take that on with no risk. Where it's kind of like, oh, you have a guy who might be a flight risk or might leave in a year or two because their contract's up. Well, we don't care because we're gonna reset the deck anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's a nice it's a nice place to be because you don't feel as attached to the players you currently have in your roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think um, I don't know if most of this age is necessarily that big of a factor, but like. Having someone like him would be a pretty big upgrade. Even trading for Kevin Love, I think, would help them open up so many things offensively because they would no longer um, need to have Serge Ibaka and Javon LaFleur at the same time. It's like if you just put the two skill sets together. Um, and, you know, the other guy's Kawhi, which, like, there's a very soft rumor out there from, you know, Tim Bontemps that said the Raptors were, quote-unquote, gaining buzz. Um, do you buy that at all? And, you know... Do you feel like the Raptors even have the type of pieces that would entice the Spurs in this scenario? I I don't think we're getting Kawhi. We're not getting Kawhi. Like, I've, I've been tweeting it. I've been trying to tweet it into existence for like two months, and I've been pissing off a lot of Spurs fans. But um, And I really hope the worst happens to that fraudulent-ass team. But, <sighs> like, I, I just don't see. There's just no way that we get Kawhi. Like, I don't actually see it happening. Mm. In any way that, like, the best way, my perfect scenario would be like, we give up Surge and DeLon, and we get Kawhi. <laughs> Bro, that's my trade pack with your Paul Millsap. You're trying to move that for Kawhi Leonard. Look, I'm just saying, like, yo, the Lakers, ter- like, yo, as much as they got, like, LeBron, I don't, A, I don't think Kawhi actually wants to be there. I honestly believe nah. he doesn't want to. The real, the real thing on Kawhi is he just wants to be somewhere where weed's legal. That's the honest truth. Come like, to Canada, bro. Ahead. Come on. Come to yeah. Canada. We go, we go October 1st, man. Come on, That's man. actually the one thing that's kind of annoying. Like, if we got it like, if we got it for the July 1st, it would have been great. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, no, it's October. So yeah. we might have to wait till the trade deadline to get Kawhi, that's... which probably – The thing is, if we don't get Kawhi in the summer right now, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't see – Masai doesn't make trade deadline deals, right? He can make an exception for Kawhi. If he can make an exception for P.J. Tucker and, and Serge Ibaka, he can make it for Kawhi. And Kawhi's so good. That oh, I just want to say this one thing because like today there was a lot of people on the TL saying, "Oh no, man, the Raptors. Why would you want Kawhi, man? Okay, that's you ridiculous. Dem- people are ridiculous. You need to go and watch Kawhi's like MVP campaign highlights. That dude at his peak, in which he's in his prime right now, he literally looks like the second greatest shooting guard in NBA history. And I'm a Kobe fan. Yeah, and I will have to say like that dude looks better than Kobe. Yeah, at any point. He's ridiculous. I think people just think he's, he's like a three and D guy, which is just wild. One you six, just six seven six eight. He has immaculate footwork he's and his hands are massive. Shit, he dude, he just move powers him. through people yeah. all the time. He just dunks through people. Draws fouls like crazy. Um, shoots it really well off the dribble. Um, I just I guess he doesn't really have like crazy flashy handles, so it doesn't really look like he's doing that much. But like. He no, the only problem is he's wearing a goddamn Spurs jersey for two years. That's true, yeah. If he was on any team other than the Spurs, he would be like appreciated. a godsend. Wow. Yeah, appreciate it. Why do you think be. he wants to leave San Antonio, nah, guys? Paul George has the like the, one of the highest selling shoes right now, and he's a goddamn lame. He's literally Rudy Gay. Paul, <laughs> come on, man. Yo, go check the stats, man. He's prime Rudy Gay. Nah, 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 nah. Come on, come he's on, come prime on. Prime Rudy Gay. Carolina and all. Nah, nah, nah. Carolina <laughs> Come on, don't slatter Rudy against hairline. It's not nearly as bad as Paul George, man. Paul George has like one inch of space. You know, honestly, if Paul George sneezes hard, like his he loses eyebrows. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I I just don't I just don't see it happening. I don't see the Raptors making some sort of crazy move to get quiet. But I mean, like you said, man, it does really have the sense that this roster is somewhat. Um, Disposable, right? Cause like, you know, it's gonna be up in two years. So you might as well try to maximize this two years. And if it's something like DeMar plus one of the prospects, and I don't know, maybe, why, maybe say it's the OG, other... like you might have to think about that before you say no. Yeah, I think with OG, like, I know we don't want to give him up cause he's like our first like young guy in a while. Guys, so and he's, he's like OG's legitimately really good. It's not, it's not like OG's about to come out here and become Kawhi. Like he's, just, yeah, like, like OG's 1%, OG's like top 1% like that he can reach is probably like prime run on our test. He's a really, really freaking good player. Yeah, yeah. 
But like that's his absolute peak, probably. Right now, OG is like Alfred Camino level. I'm not trying to slander him. I'm just saying, like, objectively, that's his function as a player. This is how much upside does he have? Yeah, like, I could see OG becoming like a Thad Young type. Okay. Yeah. Which is like yeah. a very good player. Thad Young. Thad Young has been lived a very unfortunate life of playing for absolutely crappy teams, locked into long-term contracts. And nobody trades him because he's an actual piece on a winning team. Siakam, Siakam gives me more that young vibes than than than, uh, than OG does. But I, I see your point. But like, yeah, I mean, like, I think we can all agree that OG's not going to become like a primary option or anything, right? He at best might be like a second or third option. Yeah, like so he's at like he's probably at his like his most likely where he's going to peak out and like most average area he'll peak out is probably like a better marquee for Marcus Morris. Whichever Morris is better, he's probably better than them at his like. Mm. Most likely outcome. I mean, he could probably. Yeah, I, I don't know. He could probably be better than those guys. But I mean, like, I, I guess like, the base. The simple fact is, like, look, neither of these guys can. Like, be he's got a really want. cool name, and he's has a very cool persona. Yeah, and but that don't, and, and he does a very promising thing, right? Like, if we moved OG, that would actually be a hole because all of a sudden, like, no matter how much defensive value you gain from Kawhi in that deal. Like you're still not making up for the fact that you now still have another wing short. You're if you trade OG, you just create another yeah, hole of OG. Kawhi's like literally a defensive player of the year. Yeah, that's true. Go, Kawhi is so good at defense. Just forget that's offensive highlight. Just go watch Kawhi defensive highlight. This guy just steals ball. Like he doesn't even steal ball. He just sticks his hand in and palms the ball out of your dribble. You're live dribbling the ball. He'll just palm it. Yeah, it's crazy that he's, the guys he's doing this to. Oh my god! Like it's just like Russell Westbrook would have the ball and he's like. Mm. Like Westbrook has a great handle, and very athletic, it, and very tall. Thanks. And he's like, "No, I'll just just straight up take it from you." And it's rude because he does it one handed. Like he literally just stick his right hand in, palm the ball out, mm-hmm. and then go go on a fast break. And it's like, man, that is like he's a jerk. Yeah, he really is. No, I mean, look, look. It's just I think the the franchise needs to determine like what is the price. If it's if it's like the Rosen plus the line right, then yeah, for sure go do it. But like if it's I don't know if they're, if they're. I mean, the reports are very unclear as to what the Spurs want, but I mean, like, it's not going to be the Rosen plus the prospect. And it's, really, we don't need to worry about whether Kawhi is going to resign. Like, even if it's just the one-year rental for Kawhi, are you worried? Yeah, to some degree. I think I'm a little bit more worried about the injury actually, because like, based on yeah, who the you injury hear from what me more. the quad is like a degenerative condition, and like, but if going to separate from. Year. I mean, yeah, still, but like. You know, like I'm, I'm not sure about that. And plus, the off-court stuff is actually a little bit worrying. If like his uncle was really like hiding him from Spurs officials and shit. Man, Kawhi just wants to smoke weed, bro. All right. I mean, nah, I have it from people who like went to school with him. Is that why he's called Kawhi? It's good. Just stoned all the time. <laughs> Legit, probably. I, I ain't saying nothing, but you know. Yeah. 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 Yo, Kawhi, bro. There's a lot of places you can go. Kawhi's just randomly angling for a trade to the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> anyway. Alright, well, let's take a break here. We'll come back on the other side and we will take Twitter questions. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the second half of the podcast. Still here with us, uh, um, Asad, have you committed to our team officially? You want to announce it right here? You're rejoining uh, what? Uh, for the RR Yo, tournament, uh, which uh, we'll be back. So, I got a three-part documentary coming out. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Yo, I got I got options, man. A lot of a lot of people in the DMs right now. Wow, wow. All right, all right. we'll stop up the offer. We'll stop up. The Market's offer. open, man. A lot of cap space this year. Mm. Mm. Let's see how it is. Let's see how it is. I will say this though, on the air, I am not going to be joining the Locked On Pod team. <laughs> if, if I pull my strings right, I think that Locked On team is not going to play in the blocker division. I think that team is. Gonna... <laughs> if I pull my strings right, that team is going over three in the, in the round robin. Uh, um, all right, I, I see how it is. I see how it is. We'll, we'll continue to negotiate. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, the Twitter questions. There's a lot of them about Kawhi, which we've already answered. So um, I'm going to skip a couple of those. But uh, let's start with this one for Sebastian. What would a solid season look like for OG and Siakam, stats-wise? Ten points each? I don't know. 
Oh, OG can get to ten. He was already at like seven. Yeah, OG could OG could become like the full time Ibaka this year if he wanted to. I mean, that's the thing, right? That's what like, he's doing. By mid season, my my by mid season, if he's playing well enough, why couldn't he be the starting power forward? Because Serge Ibaka is getting paid twenty five million dollars. Well, he averaged six points last year. Eh, uh, 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 OG only got like five shots a game. Yeah. I go for me stats wise for OG probably like eight to nine points maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think the big thing would be rebounds. Let's see if he can get like if he can get six to seven rebounds a game that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, he's a good rebounder. So we'll see what happens there. Stats wise, I don't expect much just because like what OG's gonna play what twenty to twenty five minutes a game. Um, what do you have this year? It depends. It honestly, it really depends on how much minutes Serge is getting. Because if Serge just magically wasn't here, um. Then that's another twenty eight minutes you have to. Devote. Yo, have you heard anyone say anything about Serge? No, no. Nick Nurse is not meant. To, let me look. Up, I, let me look at what Serge Ibaka is doing. Um, but yeah, Nick Nurse hasn't said a single word about Serge Ibaka. What's he, what's he up to? So there's a couple of videos of Serge Ibaka at Fashion Week, eh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Yo, have you ever seen how thirsty people are in Serge Ibaka's mentions? Like, it just imagine. Oh, yeah, he was at the Grand Prix. Okay. Sounds like what Serge would do. There's a thirst picture. There's a thirst trap. All right. Serge Ibaka in bed. Mm. He really is Demar Carroll. He really is. He's really Demar Carroll. Um. Yeah, but if Serge wasn't here, like, yeah, there would be a lot more opportunities. But because Serge is here, like, you, there's only so much you can cut Serge's minutes. He only played, you know, 28 last year. Let's say that comes down to, like, even 22, which would be really low. Um, then you're still looking at four extra minutes for OG and, like, four extra minutes for Pascal. And that's, like, 24 for both of them. Like, I don't think it's going to be a huge spike um in their production, unless Siakam's three-point shot is a lot more accurate, and all of a sudden he has way more opportunities on offense. But until I see that happen, I, th- I feel like their numbers are going to be somewhat similar to last last season. Maybe OG gets up to eight and Siakam gets up to ten, but it's not going to be that big of a change. What do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't see anyone getting up like a big boost in role this year. Also, like, who Depends knows? On maybe like maybe Norm, maybe more. Norm becomes a, a player again. Okay, but where would he get, where are we getting these minutes for Norm though? Exactly. So it's like, yo, you don't, I don't know, for any of these guys, like outside of like Demar and Kyle, I don't really trust the stats on any of the guys because it's just going to be kind of on a needs basis. Yeah, it's, the offense is going to come within the system. Um. Okay, let's look at the next question. Uh, from Andrew, what are your expectations for Jakob this summer? Uh, Jakob this summer? Yeah. Well, just get his foot healthy? Doesn't he, like, have some sort of fungus on his foot or some shit? What? Yeah, he's been missing games, uh, for whatever tournament. Alright. In, where's he from again? Poland? No. Austria, bro. Come on. Austria, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. The Austrian it's hammer. His last name sounds like Poland, doesn't mean he's from Poland. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I thought he was missing games. I saw Blake tweeting some stuff. Mm. Siakam FaceTimed him because he hurt his foot. That's cute. That's really cute. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the big guys, I met you. I have no idea what to expect out of them. The one thing I'd like to see with Pirtle is just like if he could, like, just be a little stronger, my guy. Like, just yeah. a little bit, a little bit stronger. We saw that as a weakness in the playoffs, man. He needs to be stronger, like. Like, even if he could just work on, like, you know, like, um, digestive exercises to not be so shook. <laughs> okay. Like, the dude had weak bowels, clearly, mm. um, in the playoffs, so mm. it would be nice for him to, you know, kind of be a bit better on that end, but. Uh, but he was fine. Like, the fact that he played as well as he did last year was, like, surprising enough. You think so? I, I, yeah, I, man. Bob, did you expect? Did you expect him to be that goddamn good? Yeah, I did. Did you expect him to be shutting down James Harden and Chris Paul and pick and rolls? Actually, I'm looking at it right now. He shot sixty-six percent from the floor. Yeah, he his finishing just got so much better throughout the year. I mean, look, I think 
it's always a delicate thing with Pirtle because you don't want to make him too heavy. Um, because like right now his big biggest asset is he's a really mobile seven footer. Um, you don't want to cut into that, but I mean at the same time like he needs to be stronger. He's literally everything. the worst rebounder on the floor when he's on though. Is he though? He's good at offensive rebounding, dude. Do you, like when it comes to defensive rebounding, though. Yeah, he doesn't really cover up position. Literally, the only rebounder worse than him on the team is probably CJ Miles. Oh come on, bro! Demar's right there. Demar's a pretty good defensive rebounder, man. Yeah, is he? Come on, is he? Demar's a pretty good rebounder. I think he's a solid rebounder. Demar is. I mean, is he? Especially positionally. Is he? I don't know. Demar's fine. Demar's fine. If you ask him to crash the glass defensively, I think he can do it. He's just not asked to do it much. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think Portal is just about strength, right? Like, just get get him stronger. Maybe this season, the, the the corner three point shot, like his his progression on offense is going to follow JV's very similarly. Except JV's way better of a natural scorer than 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 um, than Jakob is. But they're the same goddamn player. Nah, man. come on. Like, JV's just got a legitimate post moves. JV's so strong that he could actually just go through dudes in the post. Whereas Jakob can't do that. Yeah, JV's weird because he looks really strong, but then when he plays against like other strong dudes, it'll just be like random games where it's like, oh, he's just weaker than Dwight Howard. Mm. Uh, that's actually the biggest problem with watching again Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard has one trait, and that's stunning JV. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I find it really weird to think about Kyle Kuzma being good friends with Jakob Bertel. Just seem like very different personality types. Yeah. Well, they all went to the same school, and right? Delon Wright, they're yeah. They're all youths. Yo. What, they're all what youths. was Kyle Kuzma doing in Utah? Youth. Like, Delon, I can get it, bro. He legit wasn't good, though. But now he's actually, like, a big deal. Like, I watched he a three-minute video. He was bad all four years in college. Like, he wasn't good in college. Yeah. Are you by, The timeline's trying to say that Kyle Kuzma is Jeff Green 2.0. That's rude. Oh, that's rude. He's better than that. That's He's rude. if you, anything, he might be a Rudy Gay 2.0. Oof. Yo, as Lakers fans, should we trade him right now? <laughs> oh yeah, well, you're a Laker fan now. Yeah, right? yeah I've yeah. been a Laker fan. Don't worry. Since since, since uh, I got there. Nah, I don't care. I, like honestly, I think the Lakers just hold on to see what they get next year in free free agency. It doesn't matter anymore. You already got LeBron for four years. Who cares? That's true. You don't want to waste one it's of those. Chill. Though, it's man. chill, bro. Nah, waste it. It doesn't matter. You're the Lakers. Are they trying to play for one championship? Like, specifically just one? It's not even one championship. The only reason to have LeBron here is that you can grab the next guy. So they just need another young superstar to pair with him. They play decent season while LeBron's here, and then when he's gone, they have this young superstar locked into, like, a super max. All right, fair. That's really the only goal here. The only the big thing about having LeBron is that now you can just, like... Because now anytime the superstar is a free agent, it's like, hey, yo, you want to join the Lakers? And it's like, oh, shit, that'd be nice. That's true. Honestly, the one rumor that I was really hoping for was that Jimmy Butler fed up rumor. Because, man. man, how how perfect would it be if Minnesota looks at the problems like, look, nobody wants Wiggins. We're not going to get anything for him. If Butler's going to walk anyways, the easiest way to solve the Wiggins problem is just, like, giving him more touches. And then we can just hope that he gets better. So, hey, let's just trade Butler. And you know what would be great if teams could get, like, another defensive mobile big? Mm. And like another guard who can actually pass the ball. Mm. They need a point guard. Legit. You know, True and one point guard. And, and like a defensive point guard. Hell man, I'm just saying Delon <laughs> <laughs> and Surge for Jimmy and like whatever. Hey, why not? <laughs> that would be nice, man. Can you imagine how nice Jimmy Butler would be as our our small forward? No offense, hey, OG. Sure. OG can play four, our, it's fine. But Our shooting wouldn't be great. Yo, that lineup would be lit. Like, yeah. you have Lowry, DeMar, yeah. Jimmy Butler, and then OG and Siakam. It would be set against any team in the East, man. DeMar yeah. can guard Robert Covington, so he's fine. Uh, and plus, uh, Jimmy's already boys. Yeah, for sure. He's already boys with DeMar. They were singing, um, what do you call uh, Oh, a thousand what miles. Was it? A thousand miles, yeah, yeah. Vanessa Carlton. CJ Miles. Plus, there was, the, plus there was that, uh, that great clip from the All-Star game. <laughs> what do you think about the Raptors? Doo doo. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wasn't wrong. Yeah, he was with the Bulls, man. Like, what do you expect any Bull to say? Like, yo, you could probably ask about you guys, Felicio. What do you think about the Raptors? Forty and a half. Yo, he broke. Oh, man, I, I don't want to talk about the Bulls. It's just not good for my blood pressure. All right, next one from Brad. Do you think Melo will be a good fit, guys? What are we? Hell. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? 
Yo, Melo, Melo, I honestly don't know if Melo would even be a fit on a big three team right now. Come on, bro. Relax. Yo, legit, I don't think he'd be good on a big three team. What's that I team with Steven Jackson? Be... That team looks washed this year. Kill, yeah, killer Bees? Yeah, yo, they almost beat the three out of Monsters. That was a good game. Of course, Rashard Lewis got hurt, mm. and most of it was just Steven Jackson being red hot at the beginning of the game, so they took a 12 to 15 point lead. Yeah. But, like, that team's, that team is just crap. The problem is, like, I can talk about Big Three on a different pod. It's fine. All right. Also, they're, Big Three coming to Toronto July 27th. If somebody wants to go with me, please let me know. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, is it you reach? Yeah. Unless we but got other commitments. What? We're, I'm, I'm probably going to go for free as media. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, legit? Yeah. Yo, if you flex it, let's do it. All right. Okay. All right. Because I was going to pay anyways. All right. Well, so let's, someone else. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll tell them we'll do a ration podcast. <laughs> Yo, I'd do it. I'd, I'd, I'd I already do it on the timeline. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. No one's realer about the big three than you. Um, good. It's good stuff, man. It's interesting, for sure. And the quality of basketball is not that bad, actually. It's a lot of one-on-one play, but, like, people actually get into it and stuff. It, it's nice. Um, all right, next one from Nick Spicer. Uh, are we going to make any moves before the trade deadline? People are impatient, man. Probably. I think I think if um I think by the trade deadline you're gonna see some stuff open up, especially these one year guys. Yeah. I can totally see these one year guys being bought out or being traded and we do have a couple trade exceptions. So I can totally see like that might be the real move where it's like Masai uses those trade exceptions to bolster the team mid season mm-hmm. with some of these guys, but I don't know who that person might be or what it would the move might be, but that's probably it. I think the team's probably going to stay the same, and then we'll add a guy in some part of the season just to, like, as a wing or something. Make a move, Norm. We'll see. I hope to God they trade Norm. God damn, man. On, like, man. I love Norm and all, Yo, but... Norm was up at 6 a.m., all right? He put out an Instagram video, 6 a.m., the timestamp, and he said, first one done in the gym. And I'm like, what? What did you do in the gym that you were done at 6 well, he has to go to sleep. He hasn't been asleep yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not like the Marvin Rose time. You put your work in for two hours, and then you know, post that. Ready to go? You go to the gym. Might as well go to the gym because you got to shower anyways, and you know, it's true. Take a nap after six. It's pretty smart, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's the move. All right, um, man. Thoughts on recent assistant coaching hires? Um. No one thinks about that shit, man. Nobody. Like, if you're thinking that hard about assistant coaches, you're playing yourself. Like, no. No. It doesn't really matter like that. It doesn't. Like, who do they have? Adrian Danley? Or no, Adrian Danley. That'd be nice, actually. Adrian Griffin? Okay. Adrian Griffin. Cool. Whatever. Adrian Griffin, is that the guy? Isn't that the guy who tossed the ball in the air for Mo Pete? No, that was... uh. That's Michael Ruffin, bro. Come on. Michael That's Ruffin. That's a rapper's legend, Michael Ruffin. <laughs> the guy. Super ugly. Um, <laughs> and then the uh, Raptors also hired Nate Bjorkengren. Bjorken? Yo, that's a guy, man. Trust me. That's a guy? Yeah, that's the guy, that's man. Guy. Trust that's the, that's the guy right there. Nate. That's the guy. Bjorkgren. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. Me and Harsh were watching uh, Raptors Summer League uh, on, on Sunday. And we were looking at this man on the bench, and we were just Yo, like, who is Man, me? love yourself. Okay, well, look, we, we had, like, three yourself. hours to burn before, like, lunch, and then uh, we had, like, to play soccer at six. So we had, like, a couple hours to burn. You could have watched big three reruns, bro. I Honestly, that probably would have been better basketball than seeing freaking Marquise Teague. God damn, he's terrible. Yo, uh, shout out, just a quick shout out to Malachi Richardson, by the way. Why? He looks interesting. He looks interesting, huh? He looks yeah, like Terrence you know, Ross. He, you know, but he's big. He's a big Terrence Ross. Mm. He shoots. Mm. He, he he shoots like Steph, but he's big like Clay. All right, relax, relax. Yeah, nah. You know, he's got a fun name. I think I think he could be Malachi. Malachi, baby. Um, Nate Bjorkson, Bjorkgren. That's a tough name. We'll figure it out at some point. He, I honestly, like, we looked at him on the bench, and I thought, like, so they, he had just gotten someone that looks as close to Rex Kalimian as possible <laughs> and, like, hope no one was noticing. But, uh, yeah, okay, so he's on the assistant coaching staff. That's cool. And then apparently they're going to look overseas for another guy, too. 
Um, I think what it really speaks to is that uh, Nick Nurse is not necessarily that plugged in overall. Which yeah. is not that surprising, you know. Like he's not like he's he's had a couple of coaching jobs here and there that he can draw on. Like he's. I've heard kind I've of heard a couple of story. I've heard a couple of stories on Twitter about Nick Nurse being kind of a dick. So he's. I mean, based on the comments got, so far, like I can see how you were. Which I can totally see because the dude's very honest. Yes, and very to the point about stuff. Which as a coach, you really do have to play your cards right. This ain't the G League where you could just be. There like, was hey, some man. random. There was some random person on Twitter who said that like he lived in the town where Nick Nurse coached and like coached in like Brighton or whatever. Yeah. And apparently like <laughs> Nick Nurse ran a fundraiser for the local gym and then just dipped. <laughs> Yo. I don't know if that's true, but that's Yo. just a random tweet that someone sent that me, and I'm like, okay, sure. That was like the UNICEF boxes that they used to hand people in, in, <laughs> in middle school, and like every kid would just take that money and take keep it from themselves. Like, you really? I mean, not me, I guess. For sure not me. Man, but that's brutal. I definitely didn't take that money always, and buy Yu-Gi-Oh always, cards with it, for sure. Not me. Nope. Like, sure, nobody would donate to the brown kid with a box asking for money. Oh, word. Well, that's why you got to put on a costume. Three or, the three or four dollars <laughs> three or four dollars I would have, I would make sure they would get the UNICEF, uh-huh. which I'm pretty sure takes like 78% admin fees or something like yeah. that. So yeah. I actually don't. That might not be facts. Yeah, Double check that. But, yes, always check your charities. Check your charities. Um. Yeah, I definitely just took that. Took that like fifteen bucks I raised, put towards three packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You know what it is. Yeah. Shout out, no, Dark I ne- Shout out, Dark Necro. I, 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 I definitely do not cosign. Okay. All right. Well, it, that, that that happened. That's a that's a tangent, dog. No cosign. Okay. Right. Okay. Relax. <laughs> relax. All right. Uh. Oh my God. Okay. Let's let's end on this one. All right. From uh. M- Man, Um, How different will the offense look under Nurse? Um, I think it's going to be even. I think it's going to be more passing. It's going to be even quicker in the sets. Yeah, but it's going to look more or less the same. But I do think that it's. I think in the second year of that offense being run, there's going to like last year. It felt like they were going through the motions a lot of the times. Yeah, it was like, all right, we have to make this pass, and we make this pass, and we make this pass, and we just kind of pass. This year, I think it's going to be a lot more, like, direct. Like, there's going to be reasoning behind every move where it's going to be more like you're making a pass to get something accomplished. Yeah. So I think it's going to be just sharp. Like, if anything, it's just going to be sharper than last season. Mm-hmm. And the players that are running it should be better. I think since most of our talent uh, skews younger, if anything, they should be stronger, better, faster this year. So, yeah. That should just prove. Yeah, and also like last year, we had that like, transition period um, where the start of the year, the offense kind of looked kind of shaky. Yeah, man, we won fifty nine games, even though we had a ter- not that great start of the year. Yeah, man, I- I'll be honest. I'm gonna just say it right now. I think we're winning sixty five games. All right, I saw it, bro. Come on, yo, what I'm putting it out there. This is the sixty five games. Sixty five. Are you mad? We're losing the regular season. Are you 65 games? It doesn't, yo, like, come yo, on. Like, in our division, we, okay, we split with Boston, we split with the Sixers. That's four losses, maybe five losses. Yeah, that weren't there in previous years. Yeah, but then who else in the East are you losing to? I guess, yeah, they we'll get those back in Cleveland. We'll get those back. They're literally all trash teams. Um, yeah, the like, East you think is we're going to lose a game to Detroit? Nah, we're going to watch Detroit. We're going to be pretty motivated against Detroit, man. Man, Detroit, I can't wait. Ooh. Dwayne Casey. Yo, can't Dwayne Casey I becoming just, public I, enemy number one I'm is so actually kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Dwayne Casey's 100% going to get that team to the eight seed. Yeah. And we're going to get to play them in the first round. And we're finally going to dominate a team in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't wait for the Nick Nurse quotes afterwards. Yeah. It's like, well, my team actually prepared, you know, um, to, to play basketball. We didn't just uh, roll the ball out and tell Andre Drummond uh, to run point guard. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's why I'm still coaching the Raptors. Like, that's honestly what Nick Nurse might say. Like, it's, it's crazy. The man's at summer He's coaching a summer league team with guys like Augusto Lima and Trigvi Hilnarsson. All right? And he's talking shit about DeMar. He's talking shit about, like, oh, man, about Dwayne Casey. Like, yeah, once we figured out the first adjustment, we knew that we wouldn't have to make any more adjustments. So at that point, we won the game. It's like, so, yeah, it was pretty straightforward. Honestly, the, the reason why the Raptors had long playoff series before was because we were always reacting to what the other team was going to do. <laughs> Yo, I, the stats that blew Christ. my mind was that this was the first 
t- the Wizard series was the first time that we'd ever won two playoff games in a row or had a two game lead. <laughs> Oh, that's, man, that's so really ridiculous. True. We won four playoff series and never had a two game lead. And we blew that two game lead. Like we immediately <laughs> won 2-2. Even though that game, that game four, which I was there for, shout out AC fan flight, you know, gang gang, but like, come on, we could have won that game. Bradley Beal fouled out on some bullshit and like we had the game right there and then DeMar DeRozan shot the ball 18 more times in that fourth quarter. <laughs> Oh man, the amount of slander I caught from just random strangers was was uh, was was hard. It was hard. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, beautiful oh, city of Washington D.C. Really yeah. nice. Uh, and just one one thing I wanted to say: uh, Iman and Suna are the greatest persons in the whole wide world, and everyone should follow them on Twitter and RL. So, what are we talking about? Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I co-signed that. I co-signed that. Um, no, that's about it, man. The podcast is over. No one's listening to this. This is why we get lower ratings, is because we just end up running out of topics. Yo, I said, I call I you said last yo minute. six times at the beginning. Everybody already signed out. Yeah, it's done. I call you last minute. We don't have any topics to talk about. We end up bantering about Yu-Gi-Oh, and then people get mad. That's it. It's, don't get mad at us. That's yeah, a tough listen, tr- dog. It's a tough listen. <laughs> We're trying to give the content. There's just not that much Raptors content. Plus, I'm already doing Raptors... We're trying, to, we're trying to put up podcast. a 25 track album right now, man. Yeah, that's right. This is this is the mob ties version. <laughs> this is the mob ties portion of the podcast. This is that's jaded. A good song, man. Sorry. Come on, mob ties is not a good song. That's song. great. It was so good. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? There were only like four tracks in that album I didn't like. So what? Okay, yeah. talk up is terrible, and talk up you can't trash. have Jay Z in 2018. Tacos, trash. Summer games, I just don't vibe nah, with it. summer games are right. it. It's okay. I just don't vibe with it. Yeah. Summer um, games was made for, like, uh, if you go to Urban Outfitters on a I'm upset Saturday I can afternoon. only listen to it. I'm upset I can only listen to it at a party or something. I cannot listen to it at home on headphones because it's, it's just not that type of track. I do like the graphic. I throw that up on Twitter all the time. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, everything's fire. Uh, I don't know about everything, man. Come on. The Michael Jackson song was not good, despite the fact that he said Yo, it grows on you. It grows on you. That's all of this album, but lie. like... It grows on you. It's really just In My Feelings. In My Feelings are great, man. Shout out. Shout out Kiki. Shout out Kiki. Shout out Kiki Vanderway. <laughs> Alright, that's it. Follow us on, on Twitter, um, at Swarlazers. Follow, uh, if you want to see us add ball out, come out to the RR tournament. I think the registration will be up to the public, or open to the public soon. Um, you know, Asad will be balling with Diffy Potson for second year in a row, you know, because loyalty over everything. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.